Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Thanksgiving to all those who are with friends, family, away from home. I want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. And I know you guys think you're anime nerd. You're doing a podcast on Thanksgiving. Yes, I actually am. You know, the grind is real, okay? But anyway, so today's podcast, I want to do pretty much my chapter review for Promise Neverland and My Hero Academia. So... For the most part, guys, go ahead before we start, you know, grab some water, grab whatever. Probably don't want water. But anyway, grab some food, sit down, and enjoy this podcast. All right, we'll begin shortly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so it's your host, Anime Nerd, and we're going to go ahead and kick it off with today's weekly manga review which is promise neverland chapter 112 morning so when we last left off emma was in like a standoff with all the other kids well with andrew who's pretty much i would say pretty much dead and he was daring them to shoot shoot at him pretty much so the chapter started off with andrew pretty much calling the kids morons and idiot and then it was saying in the end I'm the one who survived. Faith is on my side and laughing initially. And then you see Emma with a very intense face like no other. Now, remind you, like, if I was in that predicament and somebody's laughing at me, I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to pull that trigger because, one, clearly it's fight or flight. And you got to do what you got to do and able to get this situation taken care of. Because clearly this guy here is laughing at your face and pretty much just disregard of all forms of life for the most part. So yeah, moving on to what it was going on in that one. So pretty much there was a, in the next scene, you see a, a stray bullet hit Andrew pretty much in the shoulder. The, like yeah, from the shoulder, it looked like it hit him in the elbow and knocking out the gun in his hand. And when I initially, cause you know, in the last chapter that you heard a bang, I thought initially that it was Emma, you know, pulling that trigger, you know, Emma finally doing what she got to do. But it turned out it was the other guy who I really need to remember his name, but I'm pretty sure they said it in the chapter and I can't remember. I should have wrote it down as soon as I figured out his name was. So pretty much the other guy, one of the guys that Emma's found in the gold pond or whatever, wherever that pond was called, uh, pretty much knocked the gun and shot Andrew enough to set free the hostage and then all you hear was now so then another older guy and emma started rushing and andrew was like what's going on what's happening and so as the guy reached the guy's like alicia come alicia which was a little kid that andrew was holding hostage they uh pretty much went to him so that way they can get out of the hard way and and, and all the while this is going on andrew was thinking like my hand was shot my shoulder too so andrew was surprised that these kids actually shot at him. Don't know why he was really that surprised. Come on, bro. You you tempted to talk about fate. I don't understand these enemies sometimes. They'd be like, oh, man, I'm surprised you would do something like that, you know, for the most part. And I, I mean, it's understandable why he would feel that way. But at the same time, come on, bro. You know that was going to happen. You should know. You're pretty much halfway there. You're not going to survive. It's a whole bunch of them, a lot, only one of you. Who are you? Anyway. So anyway, Andrew pretty much for the most part was looking around trying to figure out who shot him and he spot the one guy who shot him. 
I'm like, oh, it was that one, which is understandable. And oh, his name, his name is Oliver, y'all. I think it finally, it finally makes sense. Oliver was the one that shot him. So pretty much to do a little Oliver. And pretty much Oliver told Andrew, do not make light of us. Pretty much saying, just because we don't shoot, don't take us for granted. We'll do what we gotta do for the most part. So Emma ran over to Dominic because Andrew was about to go ahead and stomp Dominic to death, but pretty much there was shooting at Andrew. They've had to take out Andrew pretty much because if he got to Dominic, Andrew's gonna stomp him to death, which it's crazy that he think he could get away with that. And to my belief, guys, I don't think Andrew was really human. I think Andrew's part demon. I'm, I'm gonna just say that. I won't be surprised if something come out saying that Andrew is part demon, just for the simple fact to make the story interesting. Um, there in the chapter, we also had a little flashback of with Ray thinking about, you know, Hugo. And um, yeah, Hugo and the other guy who died with him, Lucas. And pretty much, you see them kind of like, there's no need to be a burden of children with this thing. You gotta, yeah. And Ray was like, sorry, you go, but I am fully resolved to carry that burden. And then right before Ray would look like he was about to get shot, pretty much a uh, demon monster, the demon came out of the blue. And and it's a huge demon, I ain't gonna lie. This demon came out the blue and ate Andrew up. And it's, what I tell you, is one of those type of monsters that I'm like, ah, dang. I would hate to see something like that come out the blue. But it got him, ate him up, chewed him up. And pretty much the kids uh, used that chance to run away and save themselves from that monster. While the monster was too distracted from eating Andrew, the kids hurry up and rest, you know, brought back the ones that got shot, that died. And so, and also told the rest of the kids the bad news that Hugo and Lucas have died, have been confirmed dead. And naturally, these kids are sad and everything like that. Everybody thinking about them. One of them took it a little more harder and she started busting out crying. And then, of course, her cry led to everybody else cry. Pretty much, I can I feel their pain, especially for how long they all live to go out and die like that. It's hard. It's hard to lose somebody like that. And personally, they all have the right to feel that way, you know, which is understandable. They now these kids are finally learning how how tough it is really with life and everything. I mean, they kind of knew that it's tough being like food for demons, but now they're really understanding that you know, hey. The demons are a real threat, and as well as the human on the other side that don't want them to come over being a real threat. So the chapter shows Ray looking around to figure out, you know, how they were spotted. Because Ray was, you know, Ray's technically to me, he's very smart. Even though Emma's smart, I feel like Ray might be slightly smarter than Emma. And I know that's a bold statement, but that's how I feel. And that's what I'm going to go with. But pretty much Ray was looking around and he shot an arrow and down came like a robotic owl and it had a camera in it for the most part. And for, for it was like, um, Ray was trying, cause Ray was pretty much trying to figure out how in the world they found them so fast and how they found the place cause they went through all the scary procedure and everything like that. 
And now he saw that the answer lies right behind, in front of them. So they had a camera pinpointing in their position and allowed them to follow them to their escape to the hideout, which they're predicting it could be possibly more or maybe that it's just that one. I'm predicting there's more just because the way where the camera is. So Ray went back to everybody, say this place is finished too, we have to abandon it right away. Cause more than likely the enemy knows where you know their location at due to these robotic owls. And more than likely their old hiding safe location is no longer safe. So of course, naturally they're gonna have to leave cause the Rotary clan it's going to bring more people. Andrew's not the only one that's going to come out from there. And everything like that. So Emma turned to Oliver to pretty much tell everybody about the note, if you guys recall from my last podcast, about the note that Lucas had left these kids. So Emma went ahead and discussed, discussed it. Uh, was telling that Minerva may be alive, but, you know, no one know yet. So there possibly could be a friend or or foe for the most part but you know the kids are kind of uplifted they have new have a new idea of where they need to go because they're running out of time because if you remember emma made a promise to one of the kids that they'll be back in a couple of years or maybe one year or so and i think they only got two months left so they kind of have to hurry up and rush if they're going to make this. So they're going to follow these new coordinates and see what this place is about. Um, before it and there was a guy and it was like that transmission. I wonder if it reached that shelter in time. And there's a, like a shadowy figure and saying, yes, it did. It's starting James. So James is probably the one that called, you know, Lucas before he passed out and gave them the coordinates of where they need to go. But for the most part. So that's it for Promise Neverland chapter 112 morning. Uh, guys, go ahead. If you need a little quick break, go ahead and get a quick break because I'm going to take a little break myself before producing, you know, my hero academia. So, all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and wrap up this weekly review with My Hero Academia, Chapter 206, the third sets conclude. So if you guys listen to my last podcast, clearly I thought that this chapter was already over. And I guess clearly due to the title of this chapter, that this third, the third round was concluded, but it apparently is not. So this is going to finish up everything that I thought was already finished. So let's go ahead into it. So pretty much, if you like that off, everybody from class 1B and 1A are pretty much knocked down on the ground, senseless and whatever. And you see Ida was trying to figure out what happened. His limbs are numb. Ida's pretty much in immense pain. One leg won't give him enough power to get out of this. He's pretty much, if you remember, he used a special ability. You know, Ida's ability is like cramp, leg cramps after he used it. So Ida's in pain naturally, and he's stuck underneath all that rubble um, for the most part. And Shoto is out of conscience. Um, Shoto is yeah, unconscious and pretty much unable to move. 
for the most part. And one of the class, one big teacher was laughing. It's like, it looked like to me, like curved sugar were affected after all plan yet effective, you know. Well, I mean, Kerbara struggle were affected after all plan yet effective. Plan yet effective. Oh, boy. And he was just kind of mocking, happy that his teacher was doing that, you know. Um, and one of the class, the one A students, like, but you know, at this rate, if everyone stays down, class A will hold it, uh, hold the lead to a one O, you know. And of course, naturally, that one guy for one B, I don't know his name, and I need to know his name because he have this personal bandana with class one A that is so funny to me that he's every time class one B do something, one A do something wrong, he's busting out laughing like, ah, you know, look like y'all. Class 1A can't handle Class 1B, and you guys are supposed to be the alpha class. So, you know, to me, I think he had this personal rivalry in his head that, you know, for some reason, he can't get enough of. But anyway, so you see all the cameras trying to take a look and everything, and then somebody spotted that Shoji and the Pony were still tangled up in a fight after all that was happening. And it was a pretty good fight. I have to admit, Pony is a is a pretty good fighter. I like her ability. It's very horns, I guess. I thought it was going to be a weak ability, but it's not. And she's very skilled at what she do. Uh, so, anyway, going on with the fight. Pretty much, if you guys remember, Jugo, Jugo, I forgot his name already. But he had the ability to pretty much liquefy anything. And pretty much everybody was trying to figure out what happened to Ojiro, the one guy with the tail. And Ojiro managed, I would say, by Shoji. So Ojiro didn't get a chance to really get trapped like that and everything. But at the same time, because Ojiro originally had a hold of ponytail, well, not ponytail, but pony horn that the ability for Pony was able to be released because of the, because OG decided to release, you know, his hand off her horn, giving her the ability to go ahead and attack. And pretty much OG tried to defend it with using his tail. And that's pretty painful because if you think about it, the tail is just an extended part of Ojiro. And Ojiro, when he tried to stop it, the tail, the horn pretty much penetrate his tail, and that looked pretty painful, I'm not even gonna lie. And honestly, I don't really like Ojiro tail. Let's think that's just a, a lame ability to me. That's probably one of the lamest ability of them all to me. It's like, you just got a tail. Even though that tail is super thick and probably can do some damage, it's not, I'm not really impressed, per se, of it. But anyway, so the fight continues, and you see class 1B and 1A trying to struggle and trying to finish up the game and whatnot and they're fighting for the most part everybody is doing what is school and class 1b finally got the upper hand and was able to capture ojiro so the score was tied 1-1 so class 1a have somebody in there and class 1b has somebody in there and right before you know anybody else could take it the 20 minute has left and the third set is over which I was correct that it did end up in a draw. So in the end, it was still a draw, which I am pretty impressed. I honestly, like I said, thought Shoto and them was going to be able to, to, you know, win it all. But 
honestly, Class 1B was a lot more talented than I thought. Uh, quite sad that Shoto is actually performing, underperforming. But hey, I'm not going to blame him. Yeah, it's Shoto, you know? Anyway, so moving on. So pretty much they had to take a break from from before the next one because if you guys remember that that whole stage is pretty much damaged and they got to fix it real quick and it's not going to take that long because I'm pretty sure somebody with a quirk like that will probably was able to somebody with a quirk was probably able to fix it in no time so while they took a quirk everybody was making sure was worried about you know everybody else and everything like that so you get to see everybody else like Midoriya and all them you are and everything so it, the scene switched over to the nurse office where Toriyoki finally worked out um when the recovery girl gave uh was trying to give shelter a snickerdoodle and everything and because you know recovery girl honestly UA would not be the same without recovery girl she is the most underrated or underappreciated character for pretty much yeah she's pretty much a underrated character for anything and then i say snickerdoodle that you know, she was trying to give him the snickers i'm sorry y'all i can't believe i skipped that but anyway moving on along so pretty much um Shelter was trying to figure out how to match and and um he figured out he just found out that it was a draw pretty much from what's his name Tetsuya no not Tetsuya but the guy who's able to harden his shell and I can't for the life of me remember his name oh Tetsu Tetsu that's what I call him so yeah he figured out he just found out that it became a draw and everything like that so you know, Shoto was surprised that it was a draw and everything. And then Ida was there. He like, if I had been a little bit faster, we could have won in that situation. And of course, you know, Ida being that person, he apologized and he's, he's still far too slow. And he didn't couldn't deal with Haniki's um, flexible style at all. And and but Shoto was like, but you saved me pretty much. So you were playing fast. I was the one that was too slow. And Shoto was just remembering everything that happened and everything. And because he was so slow that he made everybody worry. He needed to be that kind of hero who can put everyone at ease. Which I, I respect his resolve for that and everything like that for the most part. Which is understandable that he himself see that he still needs some work. And Ida see himself that he still needs some work for the most part. And... What's his name? The guy with the crazy mouth, Juzo. Juzo pulled across the curtain. And he like, when it comes to flames and either recovery, to be honest, I got plenty of regrets myself. So will you take me on again sometime? And what I like about Class 1A and 1B is even though they lost and even though it's a draw, they don't really hate each other. Like how maybe somebody out there in the real world wants them to hate each other. They actually pretty much enjoy this type of company or rivalry with them and I think it helped them excel and everything like that and so after that it soon switched back over because the fort match is going to be begin and the fort match you have 
pretty much you got Bakugo, you know, everybody loves Bakugo, who, you know, it's just, it's everybody's favorite, you know, I can't even say anything like that, so, but I, I got to tread lightly when I talk about it, because a lot of people like Bakugo, but, you know, Bakugo is there, on there, and then the girl with the earphones, the guy with Sugar Rush, and the guy with Tape, and I, for some reason, can't remember their names. And then on the next man, Team 1B has a guy that has like a a crow type hairstyle. I don't even know. I don't even know the names, but I'm pretty sure we'll get their names in the next saga or in the next chapter and everything like that. And the one girl that they're about to, that back you have to face is a girl who um is uh whose name is Cessina Tokage and she's a class B admitted through who was admitted through recommendation which kind of made me wonder if she was admitted through recommendation why is she in one one A but it doesn't matter it's going to be interesting to see Bakugo going against somebody who was class B admitted through recommendation so we'll get to see her ability as well I think she's like some type of reptile judging by the way her clothes is but you never know but anyway that's it for my hair academia chapter 206 third set concluded I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving and take it easy be on the lookout for my next video podcast all right oh and also before I leave if you're listening please 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 either subscribe to me, give me a rating, give me comments, you know, good feedback, bad, bad feedback, what you want me to prove on, what you like, what you don't like, you know, anything, just, hey, let your boy know. I, my, my goal is to improve as this year come out, and it's about to be a year of doing this podcast. I just want to improve and get better as time progresses. But anyway, you guys take it easy, and see you guys next time.